This is Carolyn Holly. Welcome to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. For the next half hour, you're going to be encouraged and challenged by Skip and his guests as they discuss the game plan for life. In sports, as in life, it's important to have a game plan. And as Skip says, no game plan, no victory. Game Plan for Life is brought to you by the following sponsors. Albertsons, it's just better. Dutch Bros of Boise, an experience guaranteed to satisfy. Peterson Chevrolet, satisfy your love to drive. Comet Dry Cleaners, it's the best. The Wellness Center of Boise, to do well, you have to be well. Therapeutic Associates Physical Therapy, your partner in health. Welcome to Game Plan for Life. This is your host, Skip Hall. Each week we will have in-depth conversations with leaders in sports, business, and within the community. Through conversations with these leaders, we will examine the importance of creating a game plan to succeed in all areas of life. It will be interesting to learn the principles, practices, and priorities that each individual incorporates into the biggest game of all, the game of life. My mantra is, no game plan, no victory. Today's special guest on Game Plan for Life is Dennis Doan. Dennis is the fire chief in the city of Boise, and a busy man, I might say, particularly uh, like over the 4th of July weekends, and, and, but, but typically it's pretty busy all the time. So we're going to have a chance to talk to Dennis a little bit about some of that. But first of all, I want to say welcome, Dennis, to Game Plan for Life. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. We're going we're gonna to hear Dennis's story, which is uh, quite an amazing story uh, today as well. But I want to tell you a little bit about Dennis before we, uh, we get into that. Uh, Dennis was born and raised here in the Boise Valley, attended Meridian High School and Boise State and Northwest Nazarene University. And he started his career with a fire department back in 1991 as an entry-level firefighter and uh, was an original member of what's called the Hazardous Materials Team. He continued his service in the Operations Division as he advanced to the rank of Senior Firefighter in 1995 and then promoted to Captain in 2002 and was awarded Boise City Firefighter of the Year in 2003. And uh, Dennis also founded the Idaho Fallen Firefighters Foundation and was instrumental in establishing the Idaho Fallen Firefighters Memorial. He started working with youth at his church, uh, New Heights Christian Fellowship. That was back in 1999, and he uh, assisted the youth pastor and eventually uh, as a small group leader, and then he was hired as a full-time youth pastor and continued in that role until 2008. Dennis was appointed Boise's 14th fire chief in the history of the department on February 12, 2008, by Mayor Beter and the city council. So, Dennis, uh, you've got quite a, uh, a background in the firefighting department, but before we get to that, let's talk a little bit about your family. And I know how important your family is to you, but uh, share with us a little bit about your family. Well, um, I'm recently married as of January 1 to uh, Sean Doan. She's a CPA. Uh, my son is an 18-year-old. He graduated from Coal Valley Christian this year, and he's headed up to University of Idaho, and he got into the firefighter intern program, wow. so I'm pretty proud of yeah, him. That's exciting. So in only two weeks, he's going to U of I and uh, going to be a firefighter and go to go to school there and be a vandal. It's it's a little tough being a vandal after I'm a Broncos, but 
Well, yeah. you know what? It works. I, <laughs> it does. I don't tell people, a lot of people this, but I was the Vandal Bat Boy back <laughs> in my junior high days. So, yeah. But uh, they're both great schools, and, and obviously you had an opportunity to experience the best of both worlds mm-hmm. there. But um, how was your family, uh, as a firefighter, mm-hmm. how has your family responded to this lifestyle? Um, you know, I also have a 14-year-old a twins, boy, girl, Aiden, and Skylar. And, you know, um, as I said, I, I recently married. Uh, part of my story is, is I went through a divorce about five years ago. Christian men, uh, pastors are not supposed to go through a divorce. Um, and it's been tough on me, tough on my family, tough on my, my faith. And, um, uh, you know, I don't know if the, the job contributed to that or not. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to blame anybody but myself, actually. Um, but, but sometimes the job does take a toll on and, you know, uh, spent a lot of years in the streets going on, um, some tough calls and, and it, it does, uh, does affect you. It wears on you, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, Dennis, let's go back in time and, mm-hmm. and begin. Go back to the beginning that that you'd like to where you'd like to start, and and yeah. just kind of walk us through your your story because it's yeah. so powerful. And and to see where you are today and what's going on in your life, it's it's such mm-hmm. an encouragement. Well, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. Um, my grandfather was. He uh, he had ten brothers and sisters and. They all went to the Church of Christ here in Boise on El Dorado Street. They were elders in the church, and and I did go to, to church with my mom when I was young. Uh, went to Church of Christ, and and it was full of my family. I, I loved as a young boy going to going to church and seeing my grandfathers, and my aunts and uncles and cousins, and going to church camp. But you know, we all want to be like our dad, and uh, I uh, my my father didn't go to church. He raced race cars and. Uh, and he would on Sunday mornings work on his race cars after racing on Saturday night, and he would watch football. And as a young man, I wanted to be like my father. And uh, after a while, I I wanted to stay home with him, and and I quit going to church. And um, <clears throat> you know, for the next uh, fifteen years or so, uh, I, I didn't. I was away from God. I uh, uh, in fact uh, was making some poor choices: um, drugs, alcohol. Um, Heading down the wrong road, but you know, uh, my grandfather and his example, and my family's example, and that that uh, family feeling that I had going to church and going to my grandfather's farm. My grandfather's farm was where Hewlett Packard is now. He sold mm. part of that land, and wow. that was his farm. So I would go to his farm every weekend and uh, and spend time with him. Go to go to our family reunions with my uncles. And uh, when my son was born, um, I just felt called to go to church. I didn't know what to do. Uh, I was an angry young man. I was drinking. I was fighting. Uh, and uh, as I looked at this little boy that was just born, I didn't want him to be like me. And I didn't know where to turn other than the church. Mm. And uh, and that, that sense of family, that uh, that good feeling, for lack of a better word, drew me back to New Heights Christian Fellowship. And I went right after Dustin was born and, and went to the went to church. Uh, and it was amazing to sit there in church every day, and it felt like uh, Pastor Dave Weitz was talking right directly mm-hmm. to me. And it was actually a Father's Day, uh, 1999, that uh, I asked Jesus into my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that day the music was, Jesus, I want to be just like you, because he wants to be just like me. I want to be a holy example for his innocent eyes to see. Mm. 
Pastor was talking about uh, our our sons are going to grow up just like us in our relationships, and I, I had no relationship whatsoever. I did not want my little boy to be like me. And it was that day that I gave gave my heart to Jesus and asked Him into my life. And uh, you know, my son uh, knows God, mm. uh, has a relationship with Him. Went to Coal Valley Christian. He is a, a great young man, and it's because of my grandfather and my family and their their faith um, and their prayers, I know, for me that brought me back. And uh, um, it's just a joy to look at my son's eyes and know uh, know the difference in his life now. Absolutely. Well, it brings back the memory of the song, Cats in the Cradle. <laughs> you know, they want to grow up just like us. And yeah. uh, Well, that's a tremendous, tremendous story. And obviously that has helped propel you um, not only in your family life, your faith mm-hmm. life, but also in your professional life. And what role does faith play for you, uh, being the fire yeah. chief in the city of Boise? And, you know, what role, and it, there's a lot of things that happen, a lot of things yeah. going on, but what role does faith play mm-hmm. in all that? Well, it plays a, a big part in me and how I lead and how I uh, uh, love my firefighters. Um you know, when, when I first was approached about applying for, for the chief's job, I was a youth pastor, and I was an engine company captain, and I didn't, I wasn't open to it. I was like, I'm serving God. I'm, I'm, I got two greatest jobs in the whole world. I get to hang out with students and have a good time. And some men in my church said, you know, Dennis, uh, you need to pray about that. Sometimes God uses us in different ways. Um, sometimes uh, serving isn't just in the church. It's serving our community, and what an opportunity to to help lead the city, uh, you, and they prayed with me and asked, and we uh, we went ahead and applied. Mm-hmm. And I think um, my path isn't normal to become fire chief, but I can see how God was using me, uh, and becoming a youth pastor was a big part of that. Now, as fire chief, um, I can I can use that and help leading the city and our fire department. You know, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Right. And uh, I just I just love them. Uh, treat him with respect. I try to be a servant leader. Try to be like Jesus and just uh, wrap that towel around my my waist and and love him and serve him. Mm, that's that's tremendous. Well, a lot of uh, talk over the Fourth of July weekend and obviously at other times during the year. But this fireworks thing has kind of created an issue mm-hmm. in the Boise area. And what what would you say to all that, Dennis? Well, I think there is. Uh, there's a loophole that uh, tells us one thing, that they're selling illegal fireworks in Idaho, but if you sign an affidavit that you won't shoot them off, um, I, I think is a contradiction. Um, unfortunately, uh, as fire chiefs, we've tried to close this loophole in the past, and uh, the legislature has resisted it. And um, I think the only way this is going to happen, if the, the community calls their legislators, if they hear from you that you agree that this is does not make sense, then then maybe we'll have a chance at changing it. It seems to me it's like uh, selling beer to a, a miner and just right. saying, "Sign this that you won't won't use it," right. and uh, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, when people lose their homes and yeah. and, and all that, I mean, that's that's a hefty price to pay. Um, what's it like? In the in the day a day in the life of a firefighter, Get, let's kind of walk through yeah. that. What what is what goes on? I just 
Thank the Lord every day that I became a firefighter. It is the greatest job in the world. The, the satisfaction you have of helping people each and every day, to be at the firehouse with people you love that are part of your family, um, they're your friends for life. Um, but in, in the day in the life of the firefighter is showing up and, and they have a shift change, they debrief from what happened the day before, check out their gear, check out um, all their safety equipment, make sure everything's ready to go, put their safety gear on, and make sure they're ready for the day. They have a, usually have a daily briefing, and here's what we're going to do. Um, they usually work out sometime during the day, um, they, and the rest of the time is training um, or <clears throat> checking out the rig, uh, cleaning it, cleaning different parts of the fire station. So uh, the day is full of either training, uh, uh, preparing, um, they sometimes will go to the store, they'll fix meals together, lunch, dinner, breakfast, uh, and in between there, they're running calls. Some of our engines run 12, 14 calls a day. Very, very busy. I worked on engine five for many years, which is downtown, home of the sleepless nights. And they're running, uh, all day and all night. We run medicals, we run fires, um, auto accidents, dive, swift water rescue, uh, trench rescue, technical rescue in the, in the hills of Boise airplane uh, uh, out wow. at the airport, and we have paramedics on our engines. So we run about 29,000 calls a year. Uh, they're very busy. It's not like you think that they're just sitting around uh, playing checkers. Uh, they're either training or responding on calls or preparing uh, uh, to, to go on the next call. But it's great. Every day is different, and every day you get to look for an opportunity to help somebody. I bet there's a lot of teamwork that goes on too, a lot of camaraderie and teamwork and, mm -hmm. uh, and trust that's built uh, over time. Uh, most of these uh, firefighters, uh, uh, they work shifts, you say. Do they mm -hmm. have day shifts, night yeah. shifts? Um, I mean, you're on yeah. call 24-7. Yeah. So. so they work 48 hours on and then 96 hours off. So they're at the for fire station for two solid days, and then they get to go home and be with their family for four days. Um, I, it's a good work-life balance. Uh, they're, they're working a lot for two days and working hard, but then they get to be home for four days with their family. Yeah, that's that's a good blend. Mm -hmm. So when a 911 call comes in, does that yeah. alert you guys to get ready to go? Yeah, dispatch uh, usually rings the bell and, and tells us the call we're going to go on, and they, they jump on the engine and, and, and respond. Um so you never know what you're going to get. Sometimes it's uh, simple as, as helping somebody, and other times uh, it's the worst day of their life, usually. You know, you don't usually call 911, um, and when we come to your home, it's it's a lot of times the worst day of their life. Mm. And uh, to, to do our job, to do it professionally, with care, with kindness. Um, I ask my firefighters to always go above and beyond. Uh, I call it delivering wow customer service. Wow. Um, mm. An example, engine uh, four the other day went on a lady that was a, a, a widow that had fallen off her ladder and she had broke uh, her arm, I think. And our firefighters went there and, and took care of her and treated her with kindness, took care of her pain, gave her an IV, some morphine, and, and cared for her and loved her. And, um, you know, most people would say, great job. But then they drove back to her home. They trimmed all of her shrubs. They put them all away and uh, secured her house so that when she came home, she didn't have to deal with that. Mm. And that's what I call delivering wow customer service. It's going above and beyond um, anything that you could ever dream 
that we would we would provide and we do it each and every day thousands and thousands of times a day well that's that's awesome dennis um with your experience and background you know what advice would you have for people about precautions mm. things that they need to really pay attention to things that perhaps have uh, you know ignited fires mm-hmm. or created problems uh, yeah. well, what are some of the some of the advice that you'd give yeah. to us well, I think number one is check the smoke detectors and, and change them uh, every time the time changes. I know that's a pain. I know sometimes they're very high up, but you wouldn't believe how many times we respond to calls where the smoke detector are disconnected or the batteries aren't working. Um, I know we're hardwired in now, but uh, and I, I know I even have one that's way high in the ceiling and it's a pain to get to, and I sometimes put it off. But but um, that is a big deal. I think fire extinguisher in the garage and under your in your kitchen sink really uh, can help you keep that fire small. Um, and then when it comes to wildland urban interface, we got to have a defensible space. We need to clear away that brush, clear away um, any plants up against the house, clear away pine needles out of your storm drains, and uh, you know, those are the things that cause it. Smoking uh, and candles are big things. People mm-hmm. will put their cigarettes out in a pot on the on the back patio, and that'll smolder and catch on fire. Or they'll discard their ashes in a in a can up against the house. Uh, we find that that quite often. Mm. Well, there's there's an awful lot that uh, goes into what you do, obviously, and and uh, we as a community just want to say thanks for for all that you and your your team mm-hmm. does and. Um, so what's it, what do you do when you're not doing firefighting? What does Dennis like to do for leisure time or for fun? Well, I'm a big mountain biker and I race mountain bikes. Uh, that's one of my, uh, leisure time activities. I love spending time with my family. Uh, my wife and I get on the, we live in Harris Ranch, so we'll get on our cruisers and family will ride downtown and, and have breakfast downtown. So I love doing things like that. I hunt, fish, dirt bike, golf. So lots of outdoor activities, um, but I'd say mountain biking is what I'm doing a lot of right now. Well, that's that's awesome. Um, as far as some of the principles, practices, and priorities that have been important in your life, or maybe have developed in your life that you mm-hmm. really, you know, cling to that the, this is the foundation. What what are some of those that are that are important to you? Yeah. You know, as I get older, maybe uh, just growing as a more as a leader in my home and and spiritually, I think the first and foremost is just uh, you know my relationship with God and my time with Him, um, and setting that aside each and every day. Um, I'm kind of getting to the point where uh, you know a lot of the stuff that we worry about just doesn't matter, and it's about loving others and uh, relationships. And, uh, and, and so many times we get wrapped up around, uh, this deal or what somebody said, or, and you know, a hundred years from now, is that really going to matter? You know, I think a hundred years from now, what is going to matter? And that's our relationship with God and our relationship with others. And I think, uh, maybe as I'm getting a little older and wiser, uh, to really focus on, on those two things, uh, Love God and love others. Yeah, well, you can't go wrong with that. Those, <laughs> those are probably the top two priorities. And but it's just neat to know that somebody in a position of influence like you are in the community is is plugged into the to the right uh, the right stuff. Yeah. Um, you mentioned your son is now going on to become mm-hmm. a firefighter. Yeah. 
I'm sure there's young people that uh, wonder what that's all about or how would they go about it if they had some interest mm-hmm. in it. What would you say to them? Yeah, it's the greatest job in the whole world. I am just so blessed that I that I got into this career. Um, and, and so I just encourage them to, to pursue it. Um, there's not one right path. There's many different paths. You could wildland firefight. You could uh, volunteer. Um, I think going to school uh, and getting a college education is one of the as a very very high priority. Um, what it takes is persistence, uh, testing all over, testing at Boise and Nampa and Caldwell and Meridian and Eagle. It takes a lot of tests because there are thousands of people applying for a handful right. of jobs. Once you uh, get past that written test, then you're going to stand up next to other people, and it's it's uh, what have you done to prepare yourself? And many people go into the military first, or or uh, like my son is going up to U of I, getting his college education, and working at the Moscow Fire Department. And that experience and that dedication, when it comes time to take Boise's test, when he sits down for his interview, he'll at least have some life experiences to stand up against others. But I think education and persistence and uh, going out and gaining that knowledge is, is what's most important. Hmm. Well, that would be an exciting career, I'm sure, mm-hmm. for anybody. Um, we're talking with Dennis Doan, the, the fire chief here in the city of Boise. Um, Dennis, what um, one of the things that you've kind of described in your story is how you've overcome some difficult times and mm-hmm. some adversity in your life. And, yeah. and talk to us about the lessons learned uh, with that kind of stuff. Wow, there's so many so many lessons learned that that I've had. Uh, you know, like I said, I uh, I think just being a, away from God that uh, the alcohol and the anger crept in uh, as a young man, um, and it took my son to to just wake me up. Uh, um, soon after I asked Jesus into my heart, I, I got uh, got an opportunity to go on a, me- a medical mission to Guatemala for a few weeks. And I was, oh, that'd be great. It was awesome. And I got to uh, be baptized in the Rio Dulce, Guatemala, mm-hmm. in the river at, by my pastor. And, um, you know, I think, I think that's been the biggest thing in my life is just uh, having God in my life. Uh, accountability, uh, good friends. Uh, that can be there for me, men in my life that are good mm-hmm. examples. You know, uh, getting in a small group with other men that I can look up to, that uh, that can love me, that can hold me accountable, um, and be examples for me were really big early in my walk, uh, getting in that small group with other men. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and men's groups, and right now I'm in a mountain biking group with some guys from church and some go. other churches, mm-hmm. And we mountain bike two or three times a week, and we just uh, um, sometimes we pull over at the top of the hill and we talk and, yeah. and love on each other. And, and when we're done, we do too. So I, um, being part of that community uh, and accountability and, and loving each other. Yeah, tremendous. Well, I'm sure that you would agree that mentors matter. Yeah. And we've all had them in our lives, mm-hmm. and uh, what, what a tremendous influence that is. And well, what about the community? Now, I know you, you guys obviously take care of the community, but mm-hmm. the involvement in the community, too. I know you like to be yeah. involved. And what, what types of things are you involved with within the community? Well, we do so much as, as firefighters. We do muscular dystrophy, fill the boot, and 100% of our uh, proceeds go to MDA. And we, get, we raise almost $50,000 every year in that, and 100% of it goes to MDA. We do the Leukemia Lymphoma Stair Climb in Seattle, 
uh, $80,000 is raised for that. 100% goes to them. Um, our firefighters and our local union does so much to, to help the, the community. Um, and I'm so proud of all the, the money raised. Our burnout fund uh, raises money and then gives back to the community when people are devastated by fire. Um, lots of fundraisers there. So I'm just proud. It seems like every single week our firefighters are somewhere out in our community trying to make it better. And, you know, it's not 90% of the money that goes to help people. It's not 80%. It's 100% of the money. They don't keep any for administration. And uh, they they give it all away. And we can sometimes up to $300,000 a year is raised by the firefighters in Boise to give away. Um, they do coats for kids every every winter. They raise money to to buy coats for kids and go into the community and low income families and help them out. And it's just proud. It makes me proud every day to to be the leader of this great profession in the greatest city in America. Well, what a service you, oh. you provide, and obviously uh, you care about the community. You're you're all involved in the community, and and I couldn't ask for any more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got a website probably that people could visit. Yeah, boisefire.org. You can go right to, a, to that website if you want to learn more about the fire department. There's links there to send me a question if you have one or a comment. Uh, I, I speak quite a bit at different different functions. I'm, I'm always available for some leadership or, um, you know, I smoke at our men's group at East Wind. So, mm-hmm. uh, or if you want to know more about being a firefighter or how there's places there to learn more about being firewise, uh, lots of different directions that can guide you well this is tremendous dennis and and again we sure want to thank you for your service and and for the leadership you provide with within your department and and in the city of boise and we just uh, appreciate it so much and and uh, again if folks are interested uh, to learn more about it go to boisefire.org boisefire.org well again game plan for life is is privileged to have a man such as dennis don't join us And Dennis, we want to wish you nothing but the best. Thank you so much. Our pleasure. Game Plan for Life is brought to you by the following sponsors. Bacon Berry Hill. Bacon, you gotta love it. Berry Hill, you gonna like it. Mass Mutual, we'll help you get there. And Summer's Funeral Home, every life leaves a legacy. Thank you for listening to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. This is Carolyn Holly inviting you to listen at this same time on this same station next Saturday as Skip and his guests go over the game plan for life. Have a great weekend. And remember, no game plan, no victory.